everyone. Welcome to the show. It's another great edition of Bring It In The House podcast show where we spotlight musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. Of course, I'm your host, Millie Mills, and we have a great, oh my gosh, my guest tonight is on fire. Woo! I mean, she's a psychotherapist and she deals with mental health issues and everything. And she's a songwriter. She's all over the place. She is so successful. Let's give it up for Mrs. 50 Cents. (laughs) How are you? I am awesome. I'm really looking forward to this. You know, we've spent years working towards this point. You know, so um, for me, I started off in the industry back in the late 1990s after my daughter's father was drafted, first round draft pick into the NFL. So I was always around celebrities, but, you know, you can't just go up and meet people (laughs) when you are um, with someone that's not appropriate, right? So I was like, okay, I want to be able to meet everybody in the room without looking like a goofy. So I reached out to all these different platforms to be able to get something going. And one of those was MTV and they called me back and was like, yeah, we need some, we need journalists and who are based in Houston. And I was like, okay, that's me. And so the rest is history. I've been, I started off doing the interviews, you know, like what you're doing. But um, then I was like, um, it, it, it took a turn. Music took a really, really dark turn into, especially in the Houston area with lean and drug use and kids singing about doing drugs. Um, and I just was like, I'm not gonna promote this. I've I've always been in the field of psychology, mental health since like, you know, that's 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 been my goal because when I was my parents were really conservative and um and my two older sisters are very conservative and you can see by my look that I'm totally different from them. They would go to the library for fun and me, I was going to the teen club. So um, <laughs> so the way I kind of stumbled upon psychology was uh, my parents took me to see a, um, a, a mental health therapist and we um and they pretty much told she pretty much told my parents that they needed to work on dealing with me differently than how they dealt with my sisters and my dad was like okay we're not gonna go see her anymore he said we took her to see the mental health and she tricked the the therapist into thinking we're the crazy ones so So I, I, from there, I knew that's what I wanted to grow up and become, you know, and that's help people who um, didn't feel like they could identify anywhere. And I always, all my friends were always like gang members, but I was on a roll and, but I would always help to try to, you know, encourage people to, you know, stay out of trouble. And I was always that therapist, you know, and and um so that's always been my passion and and helping others has always been my passion so yes it paid off for you it has definitely paid off for you so kimberly now where are you from originally i know you're you're in houston right now right right 
So I was born in South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame. Yes, yes. So I have a very big uh, influence in like the way I talk and my dialect from the Midwest. But then I grew up down south. So I still have some of that southern twang from time to time. (laughs) And um, but then also, you know, I'm an 80s baby. So I was born in 75, but raised in the 80s. And, um, and so all of my friends were Valley Girls. And, (laughs) and so I still have that, you know, and, um, you know, I don't say gag me with a spoon or anything like that. But (laughs) I still have that that valley girl talk. <laughs> yeah. I love it though. I mean, I love the pizzazz, the, you know, all of the, it's, yeah, it's, you, you definitely, yeah, you got it. You got that, what they call it factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've definitely heard that my whole life. I even had um, people who call themselves prophets. Mm-hmm. I had one told me, they said, you're going to be a singer. And I'm like, uh, no, because I can't sing. But now that you have Drake, who's like on R&B tracks, that's like harmonizing. And, you know, even now my single, Mrs. 50 Cent, I'm singing, I am the Mrs. And, you know, um, and I released it on the R&B side, you know, just independently for a soft test run. And um, after it ran on Shade, Eminem, Shade 45, mm-hmm. and, um, and it hit number one on the charts and on iTunes, um, DJ Walla, he played it in his mix. He's a 50 Cent's King's Crew DJ and also part of the heavy hitters. So, um, and he's, you know, all over. He plays at the stadiums, the Jet Stadiums for the Jets. He's like a very major um DJ in uh, based in New York. So when I got in his his set and you know he's having dinner with with 50, I'm like <laughs> okay cuz it it it's it's so I have to really oh my gosh my 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 husband. You know, yeah. a lot of people are like okay, what is this? You're not married to 50. Okay. So the story for me and 50 goes like this. When I was working for MTV, 50 was blackballed in New York. So he came to Houston. You know, word was already out that Houston was the next area to blow. And and it was very well known that MTV was in Houston and all the scouts and record labels started setting up shop. So everyone who I was interviewing or talking to or networking with, um, people listened, you know, it was like E.F. Hutton. Is it E.F. Hutton? When yeah, one person talks, everyone listens. <laughs> when he talks, yeah. <laughs> okay. And so it was like that. And so I linked him with, you know, A&R reps that um, he was able to do his possess and his charm and use his talent to get signed with Columbia Records. And then um, I introduced him to Matthew Knowles. And since they were on the same record label, they ended up doing a song called The Glove with Destiny's Child. And, you know, I was meeting a lot of different people. So I really was not, there was no way I could keep track of what was going on with anybody's career. And so he, um, went back to New York and was about to set set the schedule and shoot the music video. But then that's when he was shot and um, nine times. 
and he wins in the face. He suffered a head wound in the jaw and um, survived. And so um, Columbia Records dropped him from the label and he was just like, that was just one of his lowest times. So, you know, but then Eminem gave him a chance and, um, and he, you know, the rest is history. So, um, you know, I remember, I don't know who it was, but I remember a group came to me and they were like, yeah, and I don't even know what name he was even using back then, but they were like, he, he, that he got shot. And I was like, you know, and they were like, but he always took a liking to you. He said that he'll be back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I said, but I'm glad he's okay. And tell him, you know, that I, I wish him well. I never knew that person ended up becoming 50 Cent. Like, I just did not know that until he came in 2019 doing a Texas takeover. And word was put out, 50 is looking for you. He wants you to come out. And I'm like, why is 50 looking for me? And I was like, okay. So I came out to his meet and greet and, um, and the rest is pretty much history from there. Um, he, he told me that at first I felt like he wanted me to work with him. And then he later told me, he said, no, you're my wife. I want you to marry me. And I'm like, I, and I told him, I said, well, I'll marry you if you can get me to fall in love with you without spending any money. And he did some of the most creative things. It, it was like one thing I can tell you that I just think is just so awesome and amazing is that um, and, it, and it and it all links together is that. Um, so he he'll give me directions of where to go. I have no clue where I'm going. And it's like, turn left here, turn right there, you know. And so then I turn and I turn and I turn. I end up in front of a mural full of of paintings, you know, that are just beautiful, like graffiti, of graffiti wall. And yeah. but I, where I parked, he was like, what do you see? What's directly in front of you? And I said, Beetlejuice. And so then Beetlejuice started coming on on the television and it and I'm like, OK, so what is this thing with Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? And so then um, for our so we ended up getting spirit, spiritually married, long story short, so, uh, April 23rd, 2020, um, because he he definitely he asked me 21 questions. And then, and I answered those. And then he asked me two more, and that was what I live, what I live for him. No, what I die for him. And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, okay, that's too easy. Will you live for me? And I was like, yeah. But the way he did it was, he did it in a scene of, of um, Harley Quinn and the Joker. Because, you know, Harley Quinn is a psychotherapist and she falls in love with the Joker and loses her mind. But then after that experience, I can actually tell you, I'm not going to even go into that you know, because it was just so weird. Really bizarre okay. things started happening. I literally like started having out-of-body experiences, feeling like I was being possessed, ended up in four different psych wards. I mean, when I tell you 50 took me through some stuff, like, that's why I'm like, okay, is this all real? <laughs> because I'm like, never, ever has that ever happened to me before, right? I've been in the field my whole life. But so then on our three-year anniversary, 
uh, Eminem, I made a song. I had someone to make a song for him. Um, and then he, Eminem released a, a song. It was a, a DJ and it's with Miley Cyrus and, and it was written, well, it was released in 2017. And, um, and in it, they talk about you're a supernova. Okay. So I Google supernova Beatles <laughs> and then I see that there is a supernova called Beetlejuice and then I read up on it and I'm just like, like, that's the type of stuff that he does. It's like, he drops these little just, and I'm just like, that's so weird. Like 2017, I'm like, how long have you been watching me? You know? <laughs> so let me ask you this. Oh man, this is very interesting. So uh, tell the audience, what does it mean to be spiritually married? What is that to so, exactly. so, so from 50s perspective, he always had a fear of getting married legally because okay. when you get married legally, he always says it's, it's like a, it's like if, <laughs> it's not like a way. So right. Well, he does, you know, yeah. like everything he works for is like, you yeah. know, and then on top of that, Trey got a divorce and then he saw everything that he went through. And then, you know, also when you get married, if you have kids, you have a family, the wife leaves with everything. She takes the house, she takes half his money, she takes the kids. And that's really a lot for guys. I mean, as a therapist, I have a lot of guys who are like, they're just crushed, you know, that they're afraid of love because of what could end up happening that that could happen again. And they're like, you know, we're just not going to ever get married, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so he said spiritually married. So basically it was me, him before God, um, we're Christians and we, um, made a covenant to commit monogamously as husband and wife, in the eyes of God. So if you think of like Adam and Eve, when mm -hmm. there was no preacher, so, yeah. you know, they were joined in, in spiritual. In, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so that is, that's where it said the spiritual husband. And so I just told him, I was like, okay, so now we got the spiritual done. Now let's make it legal. So <laughs> I don't know. And he's telling me, He's telling me April 23rd, 2024, on our four-year anniversary, that we're going to have a ancient Egyptian-style wedding. And, um, but it's, so, but I Google it, right? Uh -huh. Ancient Egyptian-style wedding is, their tradition is you move in together and, and tell the parents that your husband and wife. <laughs> so. Oh, I was—you know what I was about to say. I was about to say, "Am I invited to the wedding?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was about to ask you. <laughs> so, so this ancient Egyptian style wedding is what, and this is why he moved to. Also, the reason why he moved to Houston, Texas, because you have to be a citizen of the a city. Plus, you know, I was just telling him all the opportunities, and I wasn't going to move to New York. Um, but yeah, an ancient Egyptian style wedding is what Texas refers to as common law marriage. Common law, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. And fifty, I was reading. He's got a. He bought a business building, a big complex uh, in Shreveport, right? 
Was it last he, year for movies? So, so what he did was the, the building is owned by the city of Shreveport, um, mm -hmm. Millennium, formerly Millennium Studios. And mm -hmm. so they he got them to uh, renovate it because, you know, for the city, it costs more money for them to keep up empty buildings to make sure that people don't break in and um, and, you know, and so so it's more feasible for them to lease out a building because then that person is paying property taxes. They're keeping the, the property up and things like that. And mm -hmm. so then someone like 50, it's almost a million square feet. And he got it for two hundred dollars a month. That's his lease. Two hundred dollars a month. And it's like a 15 year lease with an option to extend at the end of the 15 years. And um, we, <laughs> yes, yes. And then all the jobs that he's going to bring, they are smart enough to see that it's a very lucrative deal, you know? And so those were some of the things that I was telling 52. I'm like, you know, being in Houston, we, Texas has the most million billionaires, I'm sorry, the most billionaires mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the country. And one of the biggest reasons is because there's no, there's no, state taxes taxes yeah yes and even elon musk has relocated to texas as well oh, yeah he's right and, here in austin exactly exactly mm -hmm. and so um so i told 50 i was like these billionaires are actually really down to earth very accessible and they're mm -hmm. willing to share they're friendly i mean don't get me wrong not everybody but someone like 50 they would really truly respect and be willing to sit down with and talk to so he um, met with Tillman Furtada, and, of the owner of Landry's and the Houston Rockets. And he, um, he started off as a restauranteur and, and born and raised in Galveston, Texas, and just met some really good people, the Moody's, who helped him to expand his career um, yes. making his fortune. And now he owns the Rockets. And so 50 partnered with the Rockets to now he has a club in the Toyota Center, the Houston Rockets Toyota Center, where he has his sire spirits. He, he would kill me if I didn't announce it. This is this is the champagne. This this one is signed by 50, of course. Let me see. 50, 50. And this one is um, La Chemdewa. La Chemdewa. Uh -huh. And then um, this one also is there's there's like different uh, flavors, but you know this one is is also another. I have lots and lots of stuff, and of course he has his cognacs. This one is uh, is uh, the Phantom, but he has like three different cognacs. He has there's another champagne bottle I have, and then he had he was sued by Remy. Because they were trying, they were trying to get him to change the style of his bottle. But he designs all of his stuff, like all of his bottles, right. designs, everything. Like he literally, he's like so artistic. Like he takes his time. It looks like a genie bottle. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And you guys have a movie coming out, right, this summer? Well, no, not necessarily this summer. So right now we have a book coming out. Book okay. coming out. 
a book. So mm-hmm. the book is 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 phase one. That one's coming out the same day that we're getting our ancient Egyptian legal style marriage. But we're coming out with a reality series, fact versus fiction. So yes, the name of the book is um, 50 Released. It's God's Child, Satan's Angel. 50 Released, Massacre. This is, he's approaching his 19th year this March. Okay. So we're leading up to his 20 year of of his release, Massacre. And he has a song on it called, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to die tonight. And in it, he says, sometimes I look at life from a different angle. Sometimes I wonder if I'm God's child or Satan's angel. So since he has been, he's always said he didn't know who his father was. And his mom said that he was born through immaculate conception. So 50 in, and he's, he suffered his head wound and survived. And so in this book, Fact versus fiction, 50 Cent is the Antichrist. Satan has helped him advance to the levels that he has because Satan misses God and wants 50 to redeem, to right his wrongs, and to try to turn people into doing the right thing and stop hurting one another and becoming more loving. So it's a horror story. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's pretty, I, I'm telling you when I tell you I've been in psych wars, like um, it, the things that I've been through that I'm like, okay, is it that I'm like, this is real. This is not <laughs> a fantasy story, but mm-hmm. you know, truth is in the eye of the beholder, oh, you know? Yeah. That's true. That's true. We've got some guests to tune in. Miss Johnny Walker with NAFAM is watching. Thank you so much, Johnny. She said, well, she said, this is interesting. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, Johnny. (laughs) We really appreciate you for tuning in. Yeah. I mean, how did it come about with that story? Do you kind of know how how that came about? We came out with it together. You know, we definitely came out with it together. you know, I like I said, with 50, he has G-Unity Foundation, and he's tried to help so many kids to get on the right path, but they're still so drawn to the negativity. So he's like, okay, I'm going to give you some negative. I'm going to give you some negative. And then we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna scare you so much that you're gonna end up wanting to do the right, the right thing. thing. And yeah. and I don't know what powers he's using because Sadguru uh, raised the deity Naga. Um, he there's it's there's a, a YouTube video out there, and Fifty says that he um, received the powers of the Naga. And um, lots of powers from the underworld, and that he is Han Hanuman. Uh, it's Hindu, and um, and so these are just like people said that I was prophet prophetic to become a singer and um, even have a positive impact on a massive amount of people. Um, he's people have told him that he is <laughs> are these things that he has lots of powers. And um, historically, so 
but it's up to him. It's like a gun, you know, it's neither good nor bad. It's about what the person who yields it, what they do with it. So he's really been studying with some really masterful, um, you know, people who are very known in this. And I'll have to send you the link when you see the, the, the ceremony of, uh, of, of the Naga, um, and the consecration of it. They, he said it was the first time in, I forget how long, but it's been a long time since they've worked on conjuring these powers. But I, I know that from my own personal experience is real. I know that if there's God, then there has to be in Jesus. And, and we have these, these positive powers. There has to be some I wouldn't say negative, but some neutral powers that people could use for negative purposes or even good, you know? So it's, yeah. it's very interesting. And, it and lastly, I see our time is ticking down. Our time is ticking down. So he insists that I also let everyone know <laughs> because it's another reason why he is like delaying this, right? Mm -hmm. And coming forward and announcing it. Um, Sheba INU. So in this book, 50, actually, when he, um, Coca-Cola, his Coca-Cola deal, he said that he owned all 100 shares of, of, of vitamin water. So when he sold it to, um, Coca-Cola, all of that money went to him. And he paid people to front as the CEOs and, you know, but he had all the shares in that company. Okay. Just under different names. So he took the money and then he created blockchain currency. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he helped president Obama get into office and then make blockchain currency a recognized world recognized um, international currency that's traded 24-7. And in addition to that, he, um, so of course he started Bitcoin and, um, but other people started other types of currencies. But the next one that he's, that he started is Shiba INU. Um, and S-H-I-B-A-I-N-U. It's less than a penny. Um, people who, it, it started on, he, he did it as a gift after we got uh, spiritually married. So it started August, 2020. And mm -hmm. anyone who put in $50 back then, as of November, ended up with $18 million. So yeah. So if you Google Sheba INU, S-H-I-B-A INU, and the story on Sheba is my first dog growing up. My first two were Sheba and Bambi. And I had a um I had a, a stuffed animal that I named Shebam. And then INU, my dad graduated from Indiana University and I'm a daddy's girl. So it's named after and I and I also with my dad, he passed um, last year, yeah, last year in October. Oh, so, you know, Sorry, it's well, thank you. Thank you for mm -hmm. that. And so it's, it's definitely a, a homage to be able to let people know, you know, you put in $10, once it hits a dollar, everyone will be millionaires. So, you know, so he's really, you know, letting people know, look, don't say we didn't help you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I wanted to put 
and Eminem is also involved too. So they're going to really start promoting Chivai and you. Okay. Well, I got to get in on that, but I wanted to play this clip that you had shared with me. Uh, I believe sure. it's about the movie. That yeah. I do not identify as a person no more. 50 Cent says from now on, we have to call him Thing 50. I don't know who the fuck came up with this, but Thing 50 is wild, but I told y'all, I seen it by the way he was standing up there in the fucking air. He got a fucking set on his show where he stands straight up and the shirts on his body start to disappear. I ain't never seen no shit like that. But by the way he was standing in the air, I said, that's not even 50 right there. All right, but I don't know what the fuck you got going on, 50. But I told y'all he's starting to act brand new. Thing 50 is wild. <laughs> wow. So yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're running out of time. I was going to ask you, could you kind of give us a little bit about, you know, that story? But I want to yeah. stop and congratulate you on your single, though. Kissing at the Altar, Mrs. 50 Cents. That's well, if you could play the book release, that would be great because I'm going to re-release Mrs. Okay. 50 Cents. Wife okay. of 50 Cent. But if you do the the uh, the book... Um, you went outside and you pulled a 50 Cent. <laughs> we can sell it another way. Ain't no way. Close to Christmas. You'll see some hints dropped in They Clone Tyrone too, where they're talking about 50 Cent. And um, and then the the book, the one with that has the, the clip with the audio that shows where we get this from. Okay, is this one? Okay. Okay, guys, chapter five, technology and time travel. After the fall of Satan, God started limiting knowledge of man. They went from having full conscious use of their entire brain and could levitate objects, levitate them, including themselves, inflict pain and other afflictions to one another by pure thought, to only now using 10% of their conscious brains, becoming forgetful, depressed, sad, hopeless, anxious, and fearful. The illusions of magic became less powerful. Shape shifting was less possible. Mirages, ghosts, and higher dimension spirits were less attainable, and less than 1%, 0.1% of the population where basically they knew how to channel it, they understood it, they could see them, and things like that. Animals. So that one is is a short expert. People can go out to youtube.com to hear the whole thing. Do you have the the one with the video with the book um, and 50 Cent where he says, sometimes I look through life from a different angle. Sometimes I wonder if I'm God's child or Satan's angel. No, I didn't get to a time didn't permit where I could upload it real quick. Um, I do have your single Kissing at the Altar, and then I do have um, your um, congratulations from Kenya Moore. Yeah, do Kenya Moore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was very sweet. Hey, Mrs. 50 Cent. It's your girl Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hello. How you doing, girl? 
I know that your husband is so happy to be married to you because he wanted me to wish you a very, very special happy anniversary and also a congratulations on your release. Again, it's your girl, Kenya Moore. Your husband loves you so much and happy anniversary. Oh, yes. sweet. That was very sweet. We're out of time, Kimberly. We're going to have to do a part two. You have to come back. Yes, guys, this has been a great interview and I loved every minute of it. I'm going to let your song. Can we play that on the way out? Kissing at yeah. the altar. All yeah, right. Totally. I'll let you introduce it. Go ahead. Okay, guys, um, Mrs. 50 Cent, wife of 50 Cent, I dropped this independently. 50 wanted me to see what it's like to be an independent artist. I respect everything you guys do. Um, it hit the charts, number one, um, beat out Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, and Doja Cat this summer. So aired on, I did say Shade 45, so this is Mrs. 50 Cent, wife of 50 Cent. I'm the Mrs. 50 Cent. I am the missus, I am the missus I'm a key baby, I'm a key baby I am the missus, I am the missus, I am the missus I am, I am, I am the missus I am the missus, I am the missus 50 cents, M-R-S, M-R-S M-R-S, M-R-S, I am the missus, 50 cent Soy señora, soy señora, soy señora Soy señora, soy señora, soy señora, soy señora, 50 cent Yes, I'm wifey, yes, he wiped me Yes, he likes me. We are besties. He has blessed me. Personal Jesus. I am the missus. 50 cent. His and hers. 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 I am the missus. 50 cent. Mr. and